everyone, and welcome to The Build Podcast. I'm Devin McDonald, a partner here at OpenView. For those of you who are not familiar, OpenView is a venture capital firm. We're based here in Boston, and we invest exclusively in B2B expansion stage software companies. If you've listened to our last few episodes, you know that our first season of Build is all about the first 100 days. So each week, what I'm doing is interviewing different leaders from top tech companies about the first 100 days pertaining to some major change or pivot within their organization. Today, we have Dave Gerhardt. Dave is currently the VP of Marketing at Drift and the host of the Seeking Wisdom podcast. He spent uh, the last seven years in marketing leadership roles at companies like HubSpot and Constant Contact. So Dave has created new categories, he's launched new products that have made it to the top of Product Hunt, and he's created a top five business podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, He's also uh, landed a number of features in New York Times, not too shabby. So today we are going to be focusing on Drift's decision to do away with forms on their website and the impact of that decision on the business. And I know this is a concept that most B2B marketers are wrestling with. We've certainly seen a lot of these conversations taking place in our portfolio, and we've even talked about it a lot at OpenView. So Dave, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of your, your content, so I'm excited to do this. Excellent. Thanks so much. So let's talk about gated content. Where was the market, I want to say like five years ago when it comes to gated content, in your opinion? So five years ago, it was basically like the kind of like de facto marketing strategy was if you wanted leads, you would create some content. This is when like the rise of online marketing and inbound marketing, where it was all about not just pushing ads at people, but creating something of value. And so marketing shifted to like, okay, I'm going to create something of value but then I'm going to gate it because I don't want to give away this valuable thing without getting some value back from you. And so most marketers would create an ebook, a guide, a webinar, whatever it was, and then you'd gate it with a form. So that way I'd get a lead out of that. That worked for a long time. But what happened is right around the time that David Cancel and Elias, the founders here at Drift, when they started the company, there was a big shift going on. This was 2014, 2015. And this is when everyone started to really shift to focus on messaging and real-time on-demand communication. And it's crazy because like, I just got a Slack message right now during this, which is normal. But like, you and I all use iMessage, WhatsApp, and Slack to communicate all day. But this wasn't the truth five years ago. And so with the rise of that real-time communication, what happened was like we expect answers in real time from everybody in our personal lives. And so it's crazy that you have to go to a business's website, fill out a form, and wait to follow up. And so... You know, there's so many things that we can dive into there, but that's really where this whole thing came from. And on top of that, information basically has become free online. Five, 10 years ago, I couldn't find out that much about your business unless I would talk to somebody on your team. But because everybody has a podcast, video, blogs, events, webinars, there's so much content out there. You know, you might never have heard of Drift, but you could do all your research, find everything about our company before you ever have to talk to somebody on our team. And so that's really the big thing is that changed the balance of power between companies having all the power and now buyers have all the power. I don't want to go to your website and deal with your sales team. I want to do my research on my own. And then when I'm ready, maybe then I'll actually want to talk to somebody. Makes total sense. So when you joined at Drift, were some pieces of content gated? Were there forms on the website? Or was this sort of a mantra that right from the get-go, the business was was um, committed to? No, we I gated stuff. I mean, I was a marketer who, who we, had, we had nothing in the early days. And so like I had to show the sales team something. And so I, I gated everything because I just, I wanted leads. And so I did, I, I talk about this a lot, but I, I try to be more relatable because I'm like, I'm not just some guy preaching about this way. Like I've done it this way too. This is how I started in my career. This is the only way I knew. And so I've done things like, 
I wanted to make a list of like the 50 growth marketers on Twitter. And so I literally like paid somebody on Upwork to make a list of those top 50, put the names in a spreadsheet, make it view only. And then I was like, hey, put your email in and you'll get this spreadsheet of these 50 people to follow on Twitter. So like I've done this too. It wasn't, um, it was really when we launched our product at Drift. When we launched our our product at Drift, David, our, our CEO, the whole the story is like, this is true. He called me one morning on my way to work and he's like, hey, do you have a second? And I was like, uh, yeah. He never calls me. He only texts me or slacks me or something like that. And he's like, I think we need to kill all of our lead forms and gated content on our website. And I wanted to just like jump out the window because I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> how you measure me on uh, how many leads. Right? Yeah. Like, wait, I'm like, so am I not going to get a raise or like, what's the deal? Because you measure me on how many leads I generate, right? I can't say I'm not generating leads. And so we're going to get rid of the tools that I use. And the bigger point was we were making the shift from our company and, and our product. And so we needed to lead the way for everybody else. And so we couldn't be out there preaching about the value of real-time conversations and then like have this gated form and lead form approach on our website. So we took the plunge and we just went all in and we said, look, we're going to build a business around this. We're going to bet on this. We think that this is the future of where modern marketing and sales is going. And and I think now, you know, just even us doing this interview is a testament to that. I think we're seeing so many more companies get rid of gated content. I mean, between now and then, there's been over 50,000 businesses that have used Drift, like not to talk so much about us, but like the timing was just right. It's just funny how that stuff works. And so it's really awesome to see the, the shift that's happened since then. For sure. So David calls you. He says, listen, I think we need to pull the plug on the forms, on the gated content. Then what happened? What were sort of like next steps? You get into the office and you're like, all right, where do I where do I go from here? Was it as simple as just kind of removing the form, or did you have to be strategic and thoughtful about how you did it? Well, let's be honest. I'm a I'm a marketer, and so to me, everything is marketing. And so the first thing I did was I recorded a video and wrote a blog post about that conversation because I wanted to turn that into marketing before we even had the tools to support it. And so that article kind of blew up, and that's when we noticed a lot of marketers were like nodding their heads and agreeing with what we were doing, and that really kickstarted everything for us. But more tactically, we had built out our product at Drift and Drift is a conversational marketing and sales platform. So you can capture leads inside of a conversation as opposed to having somebody be forced to fill out a form first. And so we just shifted to that approach and we said, look, we're going to ask people for their email address when the time is right, or we're going to let them have a conversation. So we shifted from this approach where like there were really were no eBooks anymore. We might write something that you might consider an eBook, but the difference was there was no gate on it. Anybody could read it. And then there'd be a bot on that page that would say, you know, maybe you're halfway done with it and be like, hey, Devin, thanks for checking this post out. By the way, do you want to subscribe here and get more of our content? And that was just a much more human and friendlier way to do marketing. And that was really a game changer for us is shifting to that approach is letting people consume our content however they want and then asking for their email address or maybe asking on the second or third time as opposed to gating it. And the other thing that happened is it really blew up our brand because we got to focus on spreading our content as far as possible as opposed to saying, I need to gate this because I need 100 leads from this piece of content. So David calls you. I'm assuming the next call was to the sales leader. What was sales reaction? <laughs> well, I was lucky enough. They so, love the leads too. Yeah, and they want to. They love the leads too. I was lucky enough that we did this early uh, on enough in our company where there was only one sales rep and and he didn't really care. He wanted the story. He liked the story, like how we were going to do this. But also what happened was, this is when his numbers and, and our pipeline really changed because he shifted from talking to people 
basically after they left the website. So what our approach to marketing was before that was pretend that our website is a store. It's like, okay, get people into our store. And then once they leave, we mail them a postcard and say, hey, you should come back because we'd like to give you a demo, right? And that's crazy because that's the opposite of how we all communicate and behave online today. And so what shifted was our sales rep at the time, Kevin, people don't believe this, he started talking to everybody that was visiting our website. And that was when things changed because nobody just casually browses a B2B, like a business software company's website, right? Like you're there for a reason. You got there for a reason. And so we said, let's just take this approach that no one's doing right now, which is imagine we could talk to everybody on our website. And so we did. And then once that grew to a point where there was thousands of people coming every day, that's when we turned on bots to help Kevin manage some of those conversations. And then he was only talking to people that that were in a certain target market for us. And so the shift was really from him getting leads basically after the fact to him getting them in real time. And I love this store example because it's like, I love I love sneakers and, and, and so I just use this example, but like it's equivalent of like being in a, a sneaker store and you walk in and somebody's like, oh, hey Dave, yeah, you like those new Nikes? I'm here if you need anything, let me help. And that to me is everything about the modern approach to sales and that's basically what we flipped our funnel to do as opposed to the sales rep ignores me. But then when I go home, he calls my cell phone five times and be like, Hey, I saw you're in our store today. Do you want to come back? I saw you're in our store today. How'd you like that thing? And it's like, that's really what it comes down to. So let's talk about how, you know, we talked about measuring success and how you had always sort of been accustomed to being measured on number of leads as a marketing leader. How did that pivot? What were you sort of being measured on now with this change? This is one of the biggest misconceptions with what we did, which is like, we're still I still have a lead number every month that I have to deliver to sales. Just the way that we're capturing those leads is different. We're using bots and real-time messaging to capture leads and book meetings. And so the most powerful thing that we're doing is it's, it's actually not even so much about leads anymore. We're able to book meetings for our sales team immediately while somebody's on the website. And so those are the key things that we're delivering to them is how many qualified leads are we capturing on our site via Drift? And then how many meetings are we booking? And so we still have very clear metrics. What we've just noticed is that the quality of those leads is way higher because it's not people just putting in their email to get what you have on the other end of that form, right? It's not just me putting in like, Dave, I hate your company at gmail.com, like some fake email address in order to get that PDF. It's people who actually are there for a reason and want to engage with your business. And so I'm still measured on leads. I'm still measured on opportunities, on pipeline, everything like that. It's just the method for generating those leads is different. Got it. So let's talk about the 50 days post the decision to ungate the content. It sounds like quality was definitely impacted in terms of the leads generated for the business. What other impacts do you feel like this had for the business? There's a bunch of different things. So quality was one for sure. But also I think learning. What we found was like, there would be times where I think we captured a lot more leads than we would have because what happened is when you're actually having a conversation with somebody, you're either able to change their mind or like address an objection that they had. And so if somebody comes into a form, that thing is just static. And so I'm either going to fill it out or I'm not. But if you start a conversation with somebody, you might say, hey, uh, Devin, I noticed you're on our site. How's it going? And you write back, good. And you're like, okay, what brought you here today? And you're like, I listened to you on the OpenView podcast. Okay, great. Do you currently use any chat products on your website? No, I don't. We've already gone further down the funnel than you would with a form. And I'm able to talk to you and really 
bring marketing and sales back to its roots, which is about having conversations with the people that are interested in your business. And so that's one thing that we didn't think of, but you're literally able to sell or convince people or market to them via a conversation versus just like, if the only opportunity in time to get somebody is a form, they're either going to fill it out or they're not. Whereas here we see it every day. You can hop in and watch one of our sales reps have a conversation with somebody on the site. They go from somebody who had no interest and probably doesn't look like they're going to convert to all of a sudden now they gave them what they needed and they have a meeting on the calendar for two o'clock tomorrow. That was huge for us is to actually be out there having conversations. And that's why, you know, if you see any of our stuff today, we're talking about conversational marketing because that's really what we think the future is. It's about having conversations. You know, 20, 30 years ago, it would be a crazy idea to think that you'd have people that are interested in your business and you ignore them all. But that's basically what marketing automation had taught us to do. And so we had to, I'd say the first 50 days after that, we basically had to retrain ourselves and say like, your goal is to have a conversation. It's not to just capture somebody's email and be done. It's to have a conversation with somebody while they're on our site and see how we can help them. Because at the end of the day, the biggest thing that we believe is that helping is the new selling and and customer experience is the new marketing. And so those two things matter so much more than just being able to capture somebody's email address. Makes total sense. So for B2B SaaS companies, marketers out there who are thinking about dropping their gated forms and sort of, you know, again, wrestling with the idea, what advice do you have for them on on sort of taking that leap? Sounds like they should be using Drift, but what, what advice do you have? So yeah, of course, I would love it if you use Drift, but whatever, this is not a product thing. It's to me, the bigger story is this, like there's no excuse anymore because it's 2018. Technology has gotten good enough where you don't have to worry as a marketer. The biggest objection and fear that marketers had is like, I totally, Dave, I totally get what you're saying, but I can't not capture these leads. And that's the biggest misconception is that you're not, you're still capturing leads. You're just doing it differently and you're doing it in a way that matches how people like you and I want to buy. And I always ask people this. I'm like, Devin, you're you're an exec. You're very busy. You probably get a million emails. Tell me, when was the last time you answered a cold call? It's been a while. Never, right? How often do you reply to cold emails? If it's really convincing. Okay, so which is what? Like one out of a hundred, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And and even think like yesterday, like you and I had to reschedule this and I didn't see the email because I have a thousand of them, but you texted me and I responded right away, right? And so that's the way that we all expect to behave. But then something happens when we go to our jobs in sales and marketing and you just like, you behave differently and you're like, no, 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 I'm going to blast you with emails. I'm going to blast you with phone calls. And so I think it's really about taking a step back as a person and think about how do you communicate? How do you buy? And everything you do as a business this year and beyond, and this is especially true for startups who, who, are, who are you know in the growth stage and, and trying to get going, is like you have to make it easier for people to buy from your company because there's so much competition out there, right? Whether it's for OpenView in the investment world or, or recruiting world, whether it's for Drift, if people come to our website and they don't get the experience they want, guess what they can do? They can just in two seconds Google Drift Alternative and they're on one of our competitors' websites. And so you have to know that as a marketer and you have to know that everything is about delivering an amazing experience. And so to me, that's the number one marketing strategy is how do you make it easy for people to buy? And by the way, the technology has gotten good enough today, we're still going to be able to capture all the things you need as a marketer to capture leads and do your job. I love it. So Dave, this has been really, really helpful. I think, as I mentioned, I see a lot of marketers in our portfolio that know it's time to do that, do this, but maybe they're getting pressure from their more traditional sales leader, um, or maybe their CEO is just uncomfortable with making the pivot. But I think everything you're saying makes total sense and is really, really good food for thought. I'm going to flip the switch a little bit here. I know you're kind of an off-the-cuff guy, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. 
So when you were young, did you dream of being a marketer? Um, or was there some <laughs> other career that you had in mind for yourself? <sighs> I don't, there's no, no, I wanted to be like in the NBA or something, but then I was like a five, eight, five, eight guy who could like just touch the net. So there was nothing like, <laughs> no, I never, I never wanted, I never thought about being, I never thought about being anything other than like a sports or just like not working to be, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and then it was Funny. like, it, I, I, uh, when I graduated from school, it was like a terrible time to get a job. And so I just was like, I got to get a job somewhere. I happened to get a job at a PR agency because I was like, yeah, business is cool. And, and that's what got me into the whole marketing world. And now I love it, but it's all I read about and all I think about. But yeah, as a kid, there's no way I would have ever thought about that. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a phenomenal job as a marketer. Um, the, the videos that you're putting up. Are just, what, what's interesting are awesome. though is like, thank you. I, that, that's one of my favorite things. And like, what's, what I'm realizing is what's interesting is though I am learning that there's a lot of things that like, I can see the threads now about why like, marketing is my thing, but I, I would have never known that that's what it was back when I was younger. Yeah, that makes sense. I was actually thinking you were going to say something like a, a TV commentator or a broadcaster or even a movie star because you do. You are movie, on a I like that. that. I'm going to be a movie star. <laughs> Maybe after Drift, I'll be a movie star. I like that. There you go. Yeah. There's still time. Yeah. There's still time. That's thanks. Thanks for buttering me up. There's no better way to butter me up than say I, I saw your videos and I like them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next question for you. So this first 100 days concept that we're going with for the the first season of our, our podcast. Who else should we be talking to? Who would you like to hear from in terms of the first 100 days around some pivot or change? We've had some people say, you know, it would be interesting to hear from someone from Netflix and talking about when they went from, you know, sending discs in the mail to pivoting to, you know, more sort of an online platform. Is there something we're missing? Who should we get on here? Who should you get on here? That's a great question. I for, So for me, I don't know if there's one specific example, but I think there's the thing that I'm really interested in hearing about as a marketer is like, I just love the stories of how things actually happened. And I think oftentimes it's just a lot of fluff, like to actually talk to marketers who or whatever, but marketers, people who launch products, salespeople, like who actually were there and did it. That's what's interesting to me is I want to, I want to get right to the source and I want to hear that. Uh, I'll just think of one example. One example that I'm, I love right now is have you seen, like, have you seen all the lifts, like billboards and stuff around Boston? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think the ad campaigns, like it matters how you get there, right? Because there's, they really capitalize on all the controversy with Uber. And so like, that's one example of something that as a marketer, I would just love to hear that story. Like when that Uber story broke, like what happened behind the scenes? Did somebody at Lyft, did they text each other? And then they're like, Hey, you know what we should do? We got to capitalize on this. And then how did they come up with that campaign? What did they, how did they launch the campaign? What was the result of that? Like, that's the stuff that I'm interested in way more than like some company who we launched some landing page and we got 20% more leads because we tweaked this thing. I, I love hearing stories about like brand campaigns like that. Okay. That's a great idea. And I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. It's going to be my mission to, to get someone. That'd, be, that'd be a pretty good one. Let me know. If you and their billboards are everywhere. They really have done a really good job yeah. getting in front of uh, yeah. the audience. Well, it's, I mean, if you have, it's, uh, have they done a good job or you just have a ton of money and you can just do that? I, I want to get to that point. I just want billboards to be everywhere. I will definitely, uh, if I hear of oppor any opportunities there for you, Dave. And, and Thank you. If you have away. any opportunities for me to spend money on billboards. You got it. Know. You got it. Awesome. Well, this has been really interesting today. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully it's been helpful for our audience. And I definitely want to give a quick shout out to your podcast, Seeking Wisdom. You're the podcast expert here. So if our audience isn't already tuning in on that, they should definitely check it out. Um, 
If you're not if you're not listening and seeking wisdom, I don't know I don't know what you're what you're doing. To be honest, <laughs> you're totally missing out. Okay. Get on it. That's okay. Excellent. Yeah, get on it. All right, perfect. We'll end it there, Dave, and I'll do the. All right, Devin. Thank you. This has been great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else that you're listening to podcasts. And we would greatly appreciate if you gave us a five-star rating. Please follow us on Twitter at, at OpenViewVenture and subscribe to our newsletter. We send it out every Saturday morning. It's sent to just about 100,000 SaaS operators, and it features all of our content from the previous week. You can subscribe to that newsletter by going to openviewpartners.com forward slash newsletter. Thanks again, and until next time.